Why Nickers? Bernard pulls the trigger. And this is a brand. Nickers is a brand. Allen Houston. Nickers means Lord. Once a neck, always a neck. What is going on, guys? You're listening to Nickish. You got your boys Mo, Nafi, and Faiz. It is October 5th, 2022. The Knicks are officially back, taking a preseason W against the Detroit Pistons in convincing fashion. We got to see Brunson take on the court in blue and orange. RJ dropping over 20 points and some decent Julius minutes. We'll see. And the young kids still cooking. Uh, we got lots of announcements to start off this episode, but first, let me bring the other guys here. Nafi, what's going on, man? How you doing? Doing all right, man. Knicks basketball is back. You know what I mean? Just uh, finally. You know what I mean? As, as my goat Rocky would say, finally. You know what I mean? So couldn't be happier, especially after like the 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 ass whooping we put on the, the goddamn Detroit Pistons last night, bro. Um, I got nothing against the Pistons, but you know, felt good. How you doing, Faiz? You know it, man. Like ass whooping on the Pistons, first thing to go with, and then. You know, we were talking about it. Aaron Judge, number 62. Hey. AL, AL home run king. We got the Giants winning on Sunday. Like, it's a good time. Good time in New York, you know. Yankees Three and one New York like, football Giants. Let's, let's get, get out there. I mean, put some real respect on the real team of, uh, of I saw, uh, I, I, I saw a stat. You know how they're playing the Packers? It's like apparently um, that's the first time that two teams with winning records have played in London. And there's been 31 games in London. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. So <fucking>, so <laughs> Weird ass stat, by the way, but <laughs> hey, the new your New York football giants are there. So yeah, we, we that's looking like a dub. I mean, they got like fucking like uh, people from Barstool playing receiver for Aaron Rodgers right now. You know what I mean? Like you got nobody. <laughs> if they got people from, from Barstool playing for them, they got people from Nickish playing for the Giants match. <laughs> see, look around, see Mo and Nafi lining up at wideout. <laughs> hey man, that ain't my position. You put me at cornerback, ain't got the hands. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess what I'd be wide receiver. I don't know. Is that is that the position for me? I don't really watch. Put me at left tackle. Let them just push me right to the ground, man. It's not any different with our Giants offensive line anyway. Me or whoever's at, left fact. tackle right now. This is a fact. Except for Andrew Thomas, he's goaded already. That are the Texans doing well this season? Are they are they are they a decent team? The reason why I'm asking is I actually got tickets. I'm going to go to my first Giants game. It's going to be against the Texans. Oh, no, they're ass. They're, they're, they're <laughs> perfect like, perfect game to go to. I went to the Giants-Bears. We got, someone was like, yo, that's such a shitty game to go to. I'm like, yeah, I want to see the Giants win. That's yo, I got, exactly. <laughs> I got some good-ass seats, too. I'm pretty sure they're close by to where you, you had yours. I don't know. Section uh, uh, flexing on me right now. People don't tune in to hear this. I'm over here making me feel poor. I, I know it's a Knicks podcast, but damn, man. The most fun I've ever had at a sporting event, man. That shit is lit. Shit is turned up. Giants fans know how to have fun. Mm-hmm. And definitely mm-hmm. shout out to Aaron Judge, like you said. Number 62. We saw history cemented his legacy as one of the, the best baseball players of this generation. And, yeah, I had a tweet uh, last night. I was like, yo. I, I peeped that. I peeped that. <laughs> I, I oh, yeah, yeah, I'm not the baseball guy. I was like, you know, <laughs> Deuce McBride had three steals. Aaron Judge hit a home run. You know what I mean, one did one guy did something that reverberated through every borough. You know what I mean? The other guy hit a ball with a stick. You know, different strokes for different folks. It'd be what it be. You know what I mean? Oh my god. <laughs> no, but unreal though. Chill. Much love to Aaron Judge. You know what I mean? It's always good like when New York sports like in totality is just out there like through like doing good shit. So 
Much props. Hell of an accomplishment. Does that seem genuine enough? You know, y'all know how much I hate yeah. that sport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You covered all your bases, man. We're good to go. Good, good, good. It's very nice. political. I see, right I see now. what you did there. Nice. nice. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, all right. Fellas, preseason. We, we it's, you know, it's preseason for everybody. We all got a little bit of rust to shake off. But uh, how are we feeling after last night? What are like kind of immediate takeaways? You know I mean, where do we want to start first? We want to start with the point guard, Jalen. We want to start with you know Rowan Barrett Jr. You know, newly minted Rowan Barrett Jr. We want to talk, talk about defensive player year, Mitch. Let me know. I mean, I feel like it's 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 only genuine to start with. You know, our newest addition, our shiny new toy, the the your you know, point guard of the New York Knicks, uh Jalen Brunson, man. He he was looking, he was looking like as advertised, everything that we we mm. wanted, and honestly, a little bit more. Like uh seems like a really fresh part to this offense where last year there was a lot of concerns where when the game was coming to a close, uh can Randall, can RJ really close out games and get you buckets when you need them? And man, Jalen Brunson was showing. Like he picked it up right where he left off with Dallas, you know, getting to the paint, getting those three point shots off. Like, and um, I, I was, I was genuinely impressed. He also put up those five assists. Like he, he looked like he, he fit right in and, you know, I'll let you guys get into a little bit more about Jalen Brunson, but I feel like we, we have to start there, you know, the shiny new toy. Hmm. Yeah. For me overall, I'm, I'm trying to proceed with like cautious optimism. Obviously as a Knicks fan, it's tough. We've seen in years prior where the Knicks would, would perform well in preseason and then the, the entire season would come to shit. But no, I, I agree with what you're saying. It's it's dope to see a player who finally brings in that balance and you kind of you have a go-to player at this point. I know for a while it was Rose. We had to rely on a guy who's over the age of 30 to be that consistent bucket. When you had Jalen Brunson, who's 25 years old, $100 million man coming in and you can – you know, rest assured, if you need a bucket, you can go to Jalen Brunson to do it. He eases the pressure off the rest of the team. I mean, Randall obviously is gonna be the first guy who's not, who's gonna feel less pressure to to put the ball, put the, pull the ball in the basket. And then RJ, if Randall's not doing it, he's gonna feel the pressure. And you know, with with Brunson there, he brings in that balance, man. And I I loved what I saw from him last night. Dropped a cool 16 points and was getting buckets in different ways. Inside the paint, he's nice. Outside the paint, he's nice. Um, you know. Other another player that that really stood out to me is Isaiah Hartenstein because those three point buckets killed it was that killed that re- reminiscent reminiscent quick, to quick. another uh, credit. What's that? I thought you killed that pronunciation, bro. Just want to throw, give you flowers uh, real quick. Hartenstein, right yeah, it's not going to be common. Mm. <laughs> it's it's hard to say. <laughs> um, but now it's reminiscent to to another uh, Caucasian white shooter we had lighting up the Knicks ten years ago in in Steve Novak. I, I feel like every one of his shots that he puts up, the, the Garden is going to be hyped and you know going to see if it's going to go in and it's going to erupt the crowd for a while. I think it's going to be a fan favorite. Kimber, I thought we was going to get like a real like moment of like shine for Luke Cornett real quick. But yeah, Steve Novak is a good oh, name. Good no name. Shot. You know I mean? No shot. I'm saying Luke Cornett, the best stretch big we ever had. You know what I mean? Porzingis, what? <laughs> Don't tell me about that. But uh, no, nah, I mean, I feel like both of, like what, what what you guys are both saying. Um, Obviously, Jalen was the top of the list of what, what I was like took away from last night. And like like you said, cautious optimism, especially with preseason. Nothing really major to take away because like this time last year, uh, like a about into the preseason hype was like predicting damn near fifty wins. So like you know what I mean, like you, you live and you learn, you grow. You know what I mean. So as far as Jalen though, he looked like exactly what we pay for. You know, in fact, I'd say he should get ownership stake just because like it's so clear that he's the best point guard we ever had. <laughs> just his offensive repertoire, that footwork, his ability, just like 
break down the defense, get into the paint, bro. Like, it's a breath of fresh air. Like, we saw that in spurts from maybe Kemba when he wasn't looking washed last year. And um, another big thing is, like, shout out to uh, um, Knicks Illustrator on Twitter. Um, those those great uh, comic strips uh, with regards to the Knicks. He, he had uh, some takeaways of his. And, like, one of the main ones that I honed in on was just, like, it was good to see, like, Julius defer a bit to Jalen, too. And that's what, like, I feel like one of the main things we should be looking out for. And honestly, that could be, like, the, the, the tail of the season if Jules is here through the whole season, like whether we go far, because like, you know, putting aside the negativity last season and we won 37 games and feels like everything went to shit, right? Like everything had to go to shit for that to happen with Jalen coming in. And if, you know, he stays healthy, knock on wood and like Julius kind of get first to him. We know Julius has a problem deferring to the younger players, but like a dude like Jalen Brunson who just got paid, he's got that clout. He's got that playoff performance under his belt something Julius can't really say that he has. You know what I mean? Like, the performance Julius had against Atlanta, generally like, had, like, the exact opposite against uh, Utah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he's a, he's a floor general. He's not flashy, and I'm happy we have him. You know what I mean? Um, regardless of whatever familial connections he has to the franchise, he's a good-ass player, and he's the best point guard we've had in a minute. You know, so, like I said, knock on wood, he stays healthy. Playing is uh, playing is looking like my early preliminary prediction right now, but we'll see as these preseason games unfold. Yeah, flashy, not on the court nor off the court either. Every mm. you know, all of his interviews are spot on. He seems to know how to you know maneuver with the with the with the media in New York. Obviously, we're still very early into the season, but you kind of have to go with what you have. And from what we're seeing so far, he knows how to speak to the media, and he's gonna keep shit humble. He's gonna keep it grounded too, which is very important, especially in New York when shit can hit the fan right away. You need a guy who can really keep things you know at a modest level and keep everyone kind of confident he could be he could be the bona fide leader of the team you know and but take take it upon himself to keep the team going keep them motivated um and you know i want to touch on the the cautious optimism part i I think it's also okay to be optimistic i and i'm speaking to like a lot of people who (laughs) i mean off off the bat yo they're like yo after minute number three like yo i don't know about randall man get get this man off my team like Obviously, you can hear from the podcast that I am not a proponent of Julius Randle to be on the team. But, like, why start with the negativity from minute number three? Just just go in, support your team, let them go on. If there's a mistake, whatever. It's only game number one, and it's preseason. These games don't count. These are exhibition games. Just see what's going on. You, you'll find out what the roster, what the lineup, what the rotation is going to be, and just, just go through with it. Like, it's hard. It's I know it's really hard. It's very toxic environment as a Knicks fan, but like you kind of have to do what you can. So that's what makes us one of the best fan it, bases in sports, bro. Like I'm not even gonna get into like fan policing. If people want a fan, how they want a fan, it's all good to me. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, could be on any social media platform. It's all just entertainment. You know what I mean? So that we personally don't subscribe to that theory, but you know, who are we to? You know, talk down on them. I mean, I'm not talking down on them. I'm just saying for their own mental health, it's it's good to yeah, just. Yeah, 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 I got you. Guys. It's, it's yeah, just preseason. Yeah. It's it's okay if if they miss a basket or two. It's fine. I feel like before we started, I forgot to give the disclaimer. Like it, it was just the Pistons, you know. Like it's not like we're trying to like overreact or hyperreact to anything that's happening. But it was amazing to look at our starting lineup and see like everyone's plus minus was like plus like 20 plus 17 plus, mm. you know, and like they, they all look fantastic out there. And like, yeah, it wasn't perfect in terms of like the fit, but like, you know, Mitch looked like he was, he was doing the right thing. Jalen Brunson was looking good. And like, um, I heard someone else mention it. So I'm kind of regurgitating what's coming from someone else's mouth. But like, I, I saw uh, like Jalen Brunson seems like he's a really good mouthpiece for, for, 
Tibbs. Like he knows mm. how to take what Tibbs is saying. Cause you know, Tibbs is like, he's like a Brown dad. Like he wants to tell you he loves you, but he just can't, he can't say the words. <laughs> I love you, but you know, he'll, he'll bring you the mangoes when you're studying and you know, like he'll do all the things, but I feel like Jill made me like Tibbs. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a fair comp, though. Like, good Lord. It's- you know, so Jalen Brunson can take that information and regurgitate it back to the rest of the team. And, like, I feel like he can really speak, as, especially as someone who's been around Tibbs for so long, his dad being around Tibbs for so long, him being around. So he knows that coaching style. And, you know, we had that with Rose, and we saw how much our team benefited from it. And now we're seeing that in our starting lineup. And possibly our best player, you know? And I know we're all, like, hyped for the rest of our players, but the truth be told, Jalen Brunson might be the best player on the Knicks since Carmelo Anthony. And I know it's not, like, mm. a high standard to meet up to, and maybe I'm overreacting, but, you know, he he has done the most in terms of playoffs. Like, we're, we're mostly just looking at what he did last season, but his growth has been phenomenal. And, you know, overall, as a player, he's good. And, again, disclaimer – it was against the Pistons, who's like, you know, they're like an up and coming team. You know, they're still trying to get their footing on the ground. I think two of their starters were like uh, rookies that just came in. Who, mind you, look good. Jaden Ivey was looking good, you know, showing the athleticism off. But like, I'm just saying, like, also Jalen Brunson was doing that against two guards who were like pretty big against, you know, Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivey. Mm. Jalen Brunson was still getting his own. So I- I'm not trying to overreact, but at the same time, how can I not when the Knicks finally have their point guard? And honestly, a point center, like we've been clamoring for uh, a stretch big, like a stretch uh, center oh. to like who can pass, who can shoot. Point you know? center. I was like, we got Jokic now? When you're coming from Mitch who can't really pass as well, who can't really shoot, you know, Hardenstein, right, right. you could see the difference in, in the lineup. And, you know, to just adding on to that bench unit, you know, spreading the floor. And he can make a few passes, too. And I know I, I, it's like, again, it's, it's a pretty bold statement. But, like, he, he was looking good out there with the bench. And, you know, the Knicks bench also, I feel like, like started right where they left off in terms of looking mm-hmm. like one of the best benches in the NBA, you know, Obi Toppin with some flashy dunks, Emmanuel quickly looking much, much bigger, Deuce with, like, six steals, you know, like. That bench was looking impressive, man. Like, I mean, on Isaiah, though, it's good to see somebody step in and, like, carry the legacy of Tasha Stojakovic. You know what I mean? Like, the, <laughs> like stretch big for stretch big. You know what I mean? Seamless. It's like when uh, the Colts went from, like, Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck. Beautiful. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but, no, nah, I mean, like, all the names you called out, like, especially, like, Yo, McBride, bro. He's a fucking demon on defense, bro. Like, I, I really love how hope he, plays. he can get some minutes. I really hope he can crack the rotation back. Facts, because he was stuck in Westchester. Obviously, like, that was another point of contention amongst Knicks fans. Rightfully so, I think, just because, like, anytime he did, like, especially, like, that Miami game last year, right? Like, he was a big part of, like, kind of that comeback. And, you know, you mentioned yeah. quickly, bro, like, people, like, you know, the, like, the, the, the folks that are really down on quickly, I don't get it, because, like, it's like, He's a he's a point guard, or we see him as a point guard. Tibbs might not. That's another conversation for another day. But yo, he was naturally pro- gonna progress and get stronger, like all young players do. You know what I mean? So like that finish he had, that tough lefty layup and finish he had, like it was just one play. But it's like yo, it's indicative of like what you want to see, like that year to year progression. Those floaters, like yeah, get stronger. Don't even just be like. The floater used to be his main, like, uh, tool in the arsenal. Now it's like, could just be a changeup, as it should be for a good point guard. You know what I mean? And they say the old cliche, point guard is, like, the toughest position to learn in, in, in basketball, and, like, it takes years to kind of develop that. So I feel like IQ hasn't been getting that benefit of the doubt. And 
you know, we're seeing like the progression. And when we said like level three season upcoming, I, I think I genuinely believe so. IQ is going to be like big. You know what I mean? Like he definitely had some shots that I feel like he would want to take back last night. But it's preseason, right? Get, get that shit off. You know what I mean? And um, just make sure like it's hitting in the in the season. But even if he goes through another shooting slump, I'm not going to shit on him just because we saw him regress to what he was last season after a bad slump. You know what I mean? He heated up, you know? So, yeah, man. I mean, it's a... It, like, like uh, uh, Mo said from the top, like, Kosh is optimism, but it's like, uh, it's a sickness, bro. You, know, you see good stuff, you just, just can't get can't help but, like, get, like, wrapped right back into it. You know I, what I mean, mean? look, listen, yeah. they, they took care of business against the Pistons. It's not like they won by two, three points. And, like, again, no overreactions, but they did what they needed to do. They also only played their starters, like, 20 minutes, about 20 minutes. They played, you know, they, they let the, the young guys get some run in there, and the young guys kept that lead, and that's what you want to see the bench do. You want, you want a bench that can hold on to the lead that the starters build up, so again no no overreaction but it, the i feel like since they did exactly what they needed to do it doesn't feel like an overreaction it feels like mm. business as usual and that's that's kind of what you want to see from the Knicks. like yeah. yeah yeah and and with the balance that jalen brunson brings i don't want to say it's going to make derrick rose obsolete but he doesn't have to play those kind of minutes that he was forced to play he does tip doesn't have to put on the court for 30 minutes a game anymore let let Brunson let Brunson keep the keep the momentum going and let IQ kind of be that lead guard off the bench and let McBride still you know take on those minutes to so that and that's where he'd get his minutes out of you're like you're gonna say <laughs> so for for our listeners sake this is t- totally unrelated to the Knicks like we saw that Shams bomb happen right before we hit record it was just like Draymond's gonna get a <laughs> suspended for an altercation right and I was just like Yo, who y'all think he snuffed? I think Jordan Poole. I think he's beginning too big for his britches. New <laughs> Shams bomb is exactly who it was. So, <laughs> listen, there was probably some some good looking women on the sidelines of the practice, and not even know, that, Jordan bro. Poole. Just call me Nostradamus, bro. I just knew it. I had a feeling in my bones. I was like, yo, Draymond's gonna snuff Jordan Poole one of these days. <laughs> so, back to our regularly scheduled next talk. It was just funny shit seeing that Woj. <laughs> <laughs> you like Moe's looking at me like, what, what happened? What, what? I, th- I thought I said some shit, bro. Now <laughs> Julius Randle has been traded like <laughs> Moe's hype. Oh, imagine. <laughs> but, um, I, don't, I don't even know what I was saying. Um, it's all good. It's all uh, good. Ma- yeah, just... McBride will probably get his minutes because Derrick Rose won't need to play on the court as much because we got Jalen Brunson doing it. We have, a, we have a lot of strong guards on this team. And um, let, let Brunson and IQ run the game. Let McBride get his minutes as a, as a young buck. And let Derrick Rose just watch from afar, but kind of guide everyone and play his, you know, 15 minutes per game and let him just keep wrestling in, you know, and and be ready for the time that we, you know, cross our fingers, make the playoffs kind of thing. Yeah, just about to say, like, ideally give Rose that rest so that when the serious games or playing games come about that, you know, we, we have him well rested on the bench because he, he'll fit in seamlessly. And yeah. it, it, it's nice to see. Did you guys feel? Do you guys feel looking at the roster and just looking from last night that there could be kind of a misfit or anything like that? Do, do the pieces look off with Randall and Brunson and RJ and who's gonna who's gonna get the ball and how they're kind of kind of divvy it Not up? Not so far. Like that? It was, you know, like I was being like, especially you know, RJ stand over here. Like it was a little. I'm not even gonna lie. I I, I tend to try not to overreact, but it was a little disconcerting when, like, he wasn't getting as much touches early on in the game. But then, you know, RJ got going and he finished with 21 points. So maybe that's something to watch, but it's way too early to even, like, say any concerns. One thing I was going to bring up right now, just because, like, we got a lot of positivity in the air. How can you not preseason? But, yo, 
we may not be certified members of Cam Hive, but we see like his potential and what he can bring. You know what I mean? Like even like when we was ranking like the upside of the young players like last season, we were like we all rank Cam pretty highly as far as upside if we put it all together, right? But yo, this kid might be snake bit. You know what I mean? Like he got an ankle injury and we had to leave the game last night, right? So last night was supposed to be like his golden opportunity with like Grimes out to kind of really show what he can do with playing time and yeah, man, it's just tough. Like, what, what y'all feel about the cam injury? You know, like, um, and what is this kind of like foretell? Like, is this a bad omen for what the season could be? You know, not to like make a huge leap like that, but like, how'd y'all feel when that happened? You know, I thought they were going to reevaluate him today. I'm just looking through. No, I mean, like, I think like he left the game with an injury. Like, he yeah, left no, the game no, with injury. Yeah, yeah, I was because yeah. if he, if it was just something minor, he could have came back next game and hopefully, you know, take the opportunity again. But if he's out, out for at least a couple of weeks, this, that's, that spells trouble, man. Like we have, we have Quentin Grimes who we have to expect is going to get a bulk of minutes just because he was untouchable for in the Donovan Mitchell talks. Quote unquote, quote unquote, quote unquote, untouchable. We still have Fournier who's playing. If he's healthy, then he's going to get those minutes. He's still a $72 million man. And we still got Obi Toppin. I mean, Cam, I think, I think it's how you said him. That was, that was a great word you use, Snakeman. He just gets one injury after another when it looks like he's finally going to get a chance to, to ball out. It's not like he was playing that great last night either. One of one of six in 10 minutes. But then again, like it was his first time playing since what, like March, February, maybe. Um, obviously we know the potential of Reddish. We know we've seen him since Duke, since his Duke days. And we know that he has that tantalizing potential of being a two way kind of player. Um, but if he just can't get on the court, man, that's, that's a problem. That's, that's not gonna, that's not gonna help him. And obviously there are all, all those talks throughout the summer of him, of, of him wanting a quote unquote change in scenery, if that was really the case or not. But if he's, if he's not going to get on the court, then he's just going to continue to be in the trade talks. Yeah, I mean, it definitely sucks to see him come out the game. Like that, that was definitely really frustrating, but, uh, I will say like, uh, in terms of RJ and, and the fit, um, like I think we all know that RJ ideally would we would like to see him play in a situation where it's kind of like five out because like he really likes operating within the paint so like seeing him have to like still share the the paint with Mitchell Robinson uh, Julius Randle and now a little bit of Brunson too it's not the ideal scenario but I'm really excited because of Hardenstein and that's something that we are talking about um to see that Tibbs adjustment where like he'll take the four other starters out and leave RJ in and then add the bench slowly with players like Harnstein with players like OB quickly. And I want to see what RJ looks like in that scenario in that situation, because I really want to see him make that leap. And I feel like, you know, playing with Jalen Brunson, sharing those touches, it's always going to be a little bit tough for him. So um, I, I, I still see that leap coming for him, but I think, It'll be more indicative with that bench lineup. For RJ or Cam, like the lead. For RJ, for RJ. Sorry, gotcha, this, this gotcha. was all about RJ. Cam, gotcha, gotcha. like you know, ideally Cam, like he he's playing, and I know it's just an ankle sprain, but this just keeps happening, and it's kind of frustrating. Like, yeah, it's like little nicks and bruises that add up. But yeah, I think um, your I think your headphones got cut off at that point. But are you worried about like Cam's like situation with his with his ankle injury and him just not getting that opportunity to ball out? Yeah, you know, he's supposed to be the backup wing, right? He's supposed to be the backup to RJ. So it's it's kind of frustrating because we paid this first round pick for him and still haven't really gotten a full chance to evaluate him, which is pretty frustrating. Yeah, I'm just laughing. Yo, like real quick, I'm just laughing because I was like, yo, dude. 
I know sometimes we feel like a Tibbs retreat cam like the redheaded stepchild. We're like, yo, you we used to bring up a cam topic and Faiz pivot right to RJ. I was like, God damn, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it was technical difficulties. <laughs> I was like, God, that's funny shit. <laughs> yo, did um, you guys know Knox was in Detroit? Because I honestly no. had no idea. Nope. I just saw him on I saw him on the bench. I'm like, yo, I thought I didn't realize he left Atlanta. Astonished. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He signed with him. I saw like tweets last night, like people talking about like uh, yeah, he got, he he got has, uh, was, now. He still I mean. wasn't playing, so it's like he and Cam are still in kind of the same situation where they're just not getting the minutes and not getting the playtime. Obviously, for different reasons, but you know, it's a little sad to see for two lottery picks to to not get this opportunity to ball out because they both got that potential. Who do you think Tibbs missed more of like the ex Knicks that were on Burks, the pitches last Burks. night? Burks or Noel? You, you, didn't, you didn't see the way he hugged them, bro. There's a whole picture. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, it, it, was, it was almost like a rhetorical question. We know this. <laughs> Tim sees Burks. Like, we see Burks as, you know, microwave score off the bench. Tim sees Burks, point God. The big PG we need. Magic in the flesh. You know what I mean? <laughs> a reincarnation. Um, His son. The son he never had. Alec. Son he's not willing to have. This man, Tim, is allergic to, to love life, man. I mean, dedicated to ball. Ball is life. Literally. Shout out Tom Brady. Oh shit! God damn, we are getting to real TMZ. Right? Dad, bro, I thought the brown uncle comparison was bad enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tom is going through it, bro. Just go home and be a family man, bro. Old ass, come on now. <laughs> we just want to pivot to TMZ talk, okay? All right, fellas. I feel like that's enough for a uh, preseason game one. Who we got next? You guys know, like the off top of head? Pacers. Okay. Pacers. Do we play him like another three times this preseason like we did last year, or like they, they flipped that out? I, I was hoping for the Wizards games, you know? I feel like we always mm. play the Wizards in the pre- preseason. But yeah, we're playing them back-to-back, the, the Pacers. And then we play the Wizards. Huh? Speak of the devil. Yeah, we're playing the Wizards next Friday. And uh, Like you so- say, speak of the devil, because Porzingis is on there, right? I feel you. <laughs> I see you. I see you. <laughs> My bad, but what, what, what are you going to say? I don't even know. Uh, so we're we're playing the Pacers on Friday, and, and when's the next game after that? Wednesday. Monday, Wednesday. Okay. So Friday, Wednesday, and then Friday again. Friday, and then we gotta be without Knicks basketball for a few more days, and then the regular season is coming soon, guys. It's coming soon. Countdown, countdown, bro. Oh, but, I mean, yo. By the way, preseason sale right now on our hoodies. You know what I mean? Uh, we didn't say that at the top, but hey, special preseason price only. Caught that Nickish hoodie. It's back. Back in stock. You know what I mean? The hot item or hot ticket last year. It's back. You know what I mean, just for our listeners, spread the word. You know what I mean, get them while they're hot. I mean, they're always hot, but, you know, get them while they're low right now. And while we're talking about that Wizards game on the 14th, we're going to be in the area. So cop your Nickish snapbacks as well. And if you choose that option, we'll make sure you get it there firsthand. We'll go drop it off to you by hand at MSG on October 14th before they play off. They play against the Wizards. So. Cop it today, man. Nick-ish.com. Dash or hyphen? Eh, I mean, people know. People either know. or. Either or. Either or. That's they, space. Works. they both work. Any last takes on last night? Any fair, fair and hunt takes? Nah. Who was the other guy? J- J- Jalen so, so, Harris. Jalen Harris. I'm so glad you said that name because I, I was going to trip on that for like 15 minutes. That was, was going to keep me up that night. name, bro. Come on now. Generic like CPU generator. That's the most my player name I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) No, I I have no other takes. I mean, we got we got the Pacers back to back, and then the Wizards. 
We'll see how they go. The last, East is much stronger. Last question I want to like, like close out with, and like this is kind of like a, a rehash of what we talked about last time, or like talk about the like the question was posed, like how would we feel if we did see Evan Fournier in the starting lineup in uh, opening night? He did end up starting last night. I know opening night is different from preseason game one, but I guess, you know, when Tibbs was saying he was a front runner, he wasn't lying, right? And, you know, Grimes was out. Yeah, Grimes was out, yeah. Cam got hurt, but... um. I think we just got to get used to Evan being that guy for like the, like I'm ready to like come to terms with it, that as much as we want Cam and Grimes to get their shine, Fournier is like old reliable and we know how Tibbs is with vets. Right. So are you guys kind of, um, I know we were both, we were all kind of like in that same boat of like, we want to be super pissed, especially if we win game one of opening night of Fournier starting, but are y'all like kind of losing that hope? Like all that wishful thinking is out the window. Cause for me, it kind of is like, you know, like I, I just feel like Tibbs is too old to you get like you can't, you know, teach a zebra to change its stripes or whatever cliche you want to use. You know what I mean? But how y'all feeling like just as far as like the Fournier situation? That sounds a lot more nasty than it should be. But yeah, uh, Fournier, Fournier always just sounds like some like disgusting. Don't Google it. As, as NBA yeah, Twitter like, says, do not Google Fournier. Uh, I mean, like, I would still prefer to see Grimes start just for that defensive, you know, like, I feel like it'll really bolster our defense, especially with, like, Randall, like, I, I know this isn't the shit on Randall podcast, but, like, oh, my God, like, the defense not anymore. was still... Or not yet. <laughs> not yet. But uh, Randall on defense was still looking atrocious, you know, and, I, like, Jalen Brunson, like, he's not the perfect defender, so I think Grimes would be ideal there, because Evan Fournier is a negative defender. Like, there's no way around it. He is a negative defender. He was working much harder last night I will say that, but again, I don't think it's really like frustration with Evan Fournier as much as it is with Tibbs. Like if, if, if Tibbs is willing to, it's, it's not about who starts the game. It's about who plays more minutes, who ends the game and stuff. So if he's willing to like adjust, I'm, I'm with it. But like you had Fournier coming out before the season started, preseason started talking about, I didn't even play with Isaiah Hardenstein. Like I did not mm, even get any practice. Glad we got that up. Which, which is so weird. Like you just get this new player who will likely in some, like, you know, in playoff or play in, or even like situational basketball, you might have to have Hardenstein in a game over uh, a Mitchell Robinson. And you're not going to let him adjust and play with Fournier at all. So a guy who could pass out to Fournier for open shots and stuff like Stuff like that is where I get really frustrated with Tibbs, you know, like mm. and that's not even an indictment on Fournier or Grimes or our players. It's an indictment on Tibbs. He really it's just like, like it's not even cynical. It's just like the realistic, like uh, measure of who Tibbs is. You know what I mean? Like we all have the wishful thinking that like, yo, maybe he will start mixing and matching. But then that Evan Fournier quote comes out. He's, you know, obviously, like you said, he just said like he didn't play with him at all. And, you know, you see like in the modern NBA, you know, a lot of, teams doing that mixing matching you know what i mean like they don't do like the wholesale substitutions you know what i mean it's like kind of making sure like you know certain players get to get their time and shine with the uh, like the bench players you know what i mean guys that like fit skill sets you know and you know fournier say what you about his defense isaiah is a good a rim protector and when you got fournier and isaiah at least make it a uh, two-fifths or whatever a uh, five-man combo you got out there that's you know spacing you know spacing that us as a team consistently have not been used to you know so i would like to see a little bit more of uh, evan playing with isaiah hence you know my big uh, agenda being like evan should be our sixth man right but it's you know like like we said optimistic not trying to like uh, shit, shit on tibs new season clean slate but it's not really a clean slate you know what i mean that that slate is a little dirty you know it's a weathered slate with tibs you know yeah it's no it's no beef against evan fournier or grimes no, or anything like that it's really just 
a chance for tips to hear all of us non-experts and just give us the finger and be like, nah, yeah, man, we, we don't watch enough games, man. We don't have the data lineups and analytics that teams it's have a fantasy today, basketball. Man. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, guys. Well, I don't even play fantasy basketball. Fuck that, fucking, yo. Fuck fantasy basketball. Look, <laughs> like, I don't want to even get into it. So, someone literally hit me up today like, hey, you want to join my fantasy basketball? I was like, listen, I'm a league manager. I'm a manager of two NFL football teams. Don't ever message me again. <laughs> My man threw him the credentials. He's like, yo, <laughs> I'm putting in time. These are my these are my resume, my accomplishments. <laughs> Three right, years so running. NBA coach as well? Who do you think <laughs> I am? 82 games a season. All right. Mo, take us home. Yeah. I think that's enough for game one preseason. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening to this edition of Nickish. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NickishNYC. Subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple, and all podcasting platforms. And give us that five-star review. Give us that, uh, that – I don't know what else I was going to say. Give us that five-star review and uh, <laughs> make sure you subscribe to our website, nick-ish.com, and cop yourself a Nickish hoodie and snapback. Again, we got the, the Borough Prize snapbacks out right now. Show out for your borough, man. Get cop that snapback. We got the flat, we got the curve, and uh, it's only limited time, limited quantity, and they're running out fast. So cop yours yes, today. Sir. Again, we are doing free delivery on October fourteenth at MSG. Uh, other orders. If you live in Queens, man, we we got you guys. We got you guys with the with the drop off. We have an option for that, uh, and obviously we got shipping all around the country. So make sure you check it out. Cop yourself some Nickish apparel today. Until next time, take care. Peace. Peace. Peace.